Hi, it's Alabama Annie here at the Old Home Place in the kitchen with another story for you. Now today I'm going to tell you a tale. It's called How to Drive Away Ghosts and Hobos 2. And it's set back in the 1880s. It involves an old house, a large growing family, a slightly dishonest preacher, and a hobo who came up from the tracks to the cemetery. So here we go. Henry Lowndes needed a bigger house for his growing family after the birth of their fifth child with another on the way, and he began searching the countryside for a bigger place than the three-room cabin they resided in. And on a spring afternoon, he decided to take the horse and the wagon and ride over the ridge and down into a valley toward an old church where he hadn't yet looked. When he arrived there, he spied an old, sprawling farmhouse sitting empty on a beautiful piece of land bordered on one side by the church and the cemetery, on the other by a creek with a fine stand of timber behind it. He thought it would be perfect for his family. So he inquired at a country store about the house and learned that it was owned by a preacher who was up in age and resided in the retirement home at the edge of town. So. Henry visited the old preacher and learned from him that he had helped his father to build the house in the 1840s of fine Alabama cherry and pine and river rock they had hauled up, and that he had spent his youth happily there, and after the war he had raised his own family in the house as well. But he had long since relocated to the retirement home, and the house sat empty for nigh on 20 years since none of his children were interested in farming and had moved away to the big city. Henry explained to the old preacher that he needed such a place for his own growing family and that it came with enough land for him to have a good garden and raise some livestock as well. So the old preacher warned him, he said, this place is not for everyone because some people don't like living next to a cemetery and farming is hard work. But Henry said, that both were fine with him. So, Henry went to the bank and arranged to get the money to pay the old preacher for the land, and when the deed had cleared, Henry moved his family into the farmhouse. And he and his boys began working outdoors, repairing the barn, they planted a garden, they put up new fencing, they got a cow and some goats and some chickens. Meanwhile, his wife Maddie and the girls spent their time inside the house making it a home and before long there were clean clothes hanging on the line and there were fresh baked pies coming out of the oven and fried chicken on the table every Sunday and they were very happy there and it was on into that first fall that they began to notice that the house was haunted. Now his wife was used to to haunted houses because she had been raised in one and ghosts didn't bother her all that much and when an old lady began appearing in the kitchen she would throw potatoes or pots and pans at her to drive her away but the children were horrified of the ghosts and would often come running down the hall and pile up into their parents bed at night because they said there were ghosts in their room and there was the apparition of a headless man that roamed the breezeway and before long, Maddie and Henry had had enough. And Maddie told Henry, either we get rid of these ghosts or we're going to have to move. Well, Maddie didn't want to move. So one day when she was at the country store, she met an old lady named Miss Mozella who lived down the road a ways. 
and learned from the storekeeper that Miss Mozella knew a lot about everything, especially about how to get rid of ghosts. So, Maddie baked a beautiful apple pie one day and went down the road to visit Miss Mozella at her cabin. And when she arrived at the cabin, they sat on the front porch and shared the pie, and she told Miss Mozella her problems. And Miss Mozella laughed, and she said, Oh, you're the people who bought the ghost house. I bet that old preacher didn't tell you about them, did he? And Maddie said, No, the old preacher hadn't mentioned the ghosts. But she said they were a problem, and that she wasn't going to let them drive her family out of their home. So she asked Miss Mozella, What do I have to do to get rid of them? Miss Mozella took another bite of her pie and then said, Well, here's what you got to do. And by the time Maddie left her house that afternoon, she knew exactly what she'd need and what she'd have to do to get rid of the ghosts. So over the next few days, she busied herself collecting all of the items Maddie said she, Mozella said she would need. So she went to the retirement home down the way and bought up all the chicken feet from the kitchen because they served chicken every day at the retirement home. And then she went to the general store and bought a bucket of salt and she bought a bucket of lime. And then she went down the road to an old taxidermist and he sold her some old bobcat teeth, some rattlesnake heads, and some bones. And she took those home as well. And when she had collected all of the items she would need, she and her girls sat on the front porch and tied all of the chicken feet, the snake heads, and the bobcat teeth together with string. And when they had done that, they mixed the salt and the lime together in a bucket. And then she had the girls to follow her down to the cemetery where they tied the strings of bones, chicken feet, and teeth, and snake heads, to the fence. <laughs> And then they began scattering the lime and salt mixture all around the cemetery fence, around the pathway to their house, around the barn, around the house itself, under all the windows and the doors. And when that was done, the next night, the family all stayed up late. And just before midnight, Maddie did as Moselle had told her. Maddie passed out all the spoons and pots and pans in the kitchen to Henry and the kids. And they all wore white shirts with white rags tied around their heads. And she told them to follow her. And they were a funny looking little band as they marched along. At her signal, the strange little procession all marched out of the house and off the front porch and around the house in a counterclockwise manner banging their pots and pans and laughing and skipping, and it was great fun. They marched away from the house in the moonlight and down the path to the fence line of the cemetery, moving up and down and up and down three times before moving back up the path again toward the house and around it once more. And they repeated this process two more times. Their poor dogs ran off into the woods with all the noise, and the cat shot off toward the barn like a rocket. That night, as it so happened, a poor old hobo had come up from the tracks of the train and settled on one of those flat gravestones that were still warm from the summer sun, hoping to rest a while in that quiet place. He had always slept well in cemeteries and usually left well rested. 
But suddenly, the hobo was awakened from his sleep by the rattle and bang of all those spoons and pots and pans, and he leapt to his feet, rubbing his eyes and holding his ears. And then he saw them in the moonlight, just beyond the fence line of the cemetery, as they marched, appearing at a distance to be specters risen from the grave. The hobo let out a frightened cry and bolted off toward the tracks again without looking back. His hands were raised to the heaven. He was leaping over tombstones and markers as he jumped the fence and suddenly found himself tangled in a string of bones, snake heads, and teeth. He screamed and ran away blindly in terror. Meanwhile, Harvey and the family heard his screams and howls and saw a figure darting through the trees. Mattie laughed and smiled at them. See, Miss Mosella was right. It's working, she cried, as she led her little band back toward the house again for a good night's rest. So there we have the story. And now we're going to hear a song I wrote called Cemetery Flowers. So here we go. <laughs> Cemetery flowers of the dead will follow you home. They'll hover around your bed, whistle in your ear, round and bleach white bones, round and bleach white bones. If you go walking in the graveyard beneath the light of a slippery moon, you best keep moving, don't shuffle along, or you'll be resting there soon. You'll be resting there soon. Hope you enjoyed it.